We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for uh, February 27th, 2023. Yeah. And um, I had to cut out some of what I was going to try to cover. I'm going to push it forward to either next week or the week after that. And um, I'm due to put up a newsletter next week. So I don't know if I'll be doing a study, but I've got a newsletter I got to get out. So um, I wanted, I, I really felt like there was two things I had to cover today. Number one was this Ashbury revival, which hopefully we took two parts to cover. Um, put that one. It, it, but see, it's so applicable to so much of what we're going to be seeing more of that I hope that it can cover a lot of bases for maybe future reference. You know, regarding is this revival real? Is this one real? That's why I wanted to take a lot of extra time because a lot of the same things that I covered in that in the first two parts of today's study are going to be applicable to coming false revivals. Okay, um, this I, I have I really felt like I needed to get into um, the East Palestine situation. And the first video is because there's it's there's more ongoing there. Dioxin, the deadly chemical, no one is talking about. People will die east. Uh, Palestine must be evacu evacuated now. This is what they're saying. Welcome back. So President Trump was in East Palestine, Ohio yesterday, which was a nice reminder of how Trump can be at his best. You know, when he isn't just sitting at Mar-a-Lago listening to corrupt deep state advisors. And when he isn't trying to act as the country's number one vaccine salesman. Last fall, we had Eric Coppolino on this program. He was here to argue that the PCR tests for COVID-19 were completely bogus. And so, of course, by extension, COVID-19 itself was a complete fraud. Well, now Eric has been watching these events in East Palestine with a sense of powerful dread. He says that the entire situation in that town has been mismanaged, possibly purposely, from the very beginning in a way that will drastically increase damage to the local area, possibly permanently. He argues that all women and children must be evacuated from East Palestine immediately or all of them are going to die or be severely harmed. So why is that? Well, it comes down to one little word, dioxins. You've heard a lot about vinyl chloride in relation to this train crash. But what are dioxins? Well, it's a lot more chemistry than we expect any of you to understand, but it's basically like this. Dioxins are a group of chemical compounds that can be created as a byproduct from certain chemical reactions or from burning specific chemicals. And one of those chemicals is vinyl chloride. Public officials have assured everyone that vinyl chloride and its byproducts will eventually break down in the environment. And it will, eventually. But dioxins are different. They're much more stable. They can pollute an area for a very long time. Dioxins are toxic to animals and to human beings. They can cause hormonal disruptions and cancer. They can cause damage to the reproductive system. They weaken the immune system. We want to learn a lot more about that, of course, and to that end, Eric Coppolino joins us now. Eric, thank you so much for coming back. We appreciate you being here. Thank you, Sue. Did I hit that about right? I mean, I'm no chemist. A plus. All right. Uh, so you're worried that all women and children must get out of there right now. Initially. What if, yeah. What about all of the people that are, you know, subject to the water and the plume that seems to be expanding across the country? There's no reason anyone should be there right now other than they have nowhere to go. I mean, when this happened to my town on a college campus uh, 30 years ago, the, they were on the campus swarming the campus in level A moon suits, and they stayed in moon suits clear through the, the cleanup. And this was a much less 
severe situation than we had in, 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 in East Palestine. And so that is ground zero of the worst dioxin release in United States history that I know of. I think it was worse than the World Trade Center because there was so much material available. There was so much chlorine available. The problem is there were a total of nine carloads full of chlorinated compounds, five of poly, a vinyl chloride monomer, this liquid precursor, and four of PVC pellets. They all burned. And they all burned in the, in the presence of other hydrocarbons burning, like wheat, frozen vegetables, and so forth. So what you had is a powerful, huge chlorine source combined with a chemical source of every other, every other thing that you need to create dioxins. You need chlorine, and you need hydrocarbons, and you get a chlorinated hydrocarbon. So a lot of people are going down here. President Trump just went there. Uh, would you have advised the president to stay the hell away from this place had you known in advance and had access yeah. to the president? And I told Erin Brockovich to get the hell out fast. She's going to, she's going to be there tomorrow. And I contacted her, and I asked Erin Brockovich for, for two things. One, say the word split sampling. When they test for dioxin, they have to use two labs that are not connected and test for diabenzofurans, which is a kind of a dioxin that they can miss if they don't test for it. And the other thing is, I said, get out of there fast. You should not be in that town without a moon suit on. That's it. Do these dioxins get both into the air and then also leak into the soil, into the water? Uh, will they will they dissipate and come down onto crops and animals? Is that what's killing all of these pets and fish? Yeah, that's what's killing them. It's not. There's not going to be much in the air, which is why they're testing the air for compounds. So they, they, there's not going to be much lingering in the air now. But what happens is they settle in the soil, and then the soil turns to dust and is tracked around. And then, of course, all the other chemicals are going to be much better preserved in the water. So you, you've got the entire Ohio River Valley, basically, uh, is they're, they're cutting off the water intakes, as they should be doing. Uh, so it's completely insane. It's completely insane that Governor DeWine signed off on a plan to dump and burn this. I'm aware from a source in, close to the railroad industry that they had put the trucks on call, the tanker trucks on call to get there and to remove the vinyl chloride monomer from those train cars. But they call that operation off. Additionally, it's my understanding there was only one train car full of vinyl chloride monomer that was in distress, and they could have kept that cool, and they did not need to dump and burn the other four cars. This is a crime. DeWine should be in jail. The EPA, the EPA should be arrested for this. There's no way this follows any protocol ever dreamed of. What do you say to the EPA about telling people that it was safe to drink the water and return to the area? It, it contradicts all their own known findings, all their own known documents going all the way back to the 1970s. They know how bad this is. Most ordinary citizens have not heard about this. Your viewers know about it from their grandpa and father who were in Vietnam. That's, that's where your folks, who I'm speaking to now, know about this, from Agent Orange. So this was the ingredient in Agent Orange that caused all the problems. It's a, it's a toxin within a toxin. Agent Orange itself is completely disgusting, but it, because dioxins are created in the manufacturing of chlorinated products, as well as when they break down in use or when they burn, that's how the guys got contaminated in, in, in Vietnam. Make some sense of this for me. So we've, we've got thousands of dead fish, you'll remember, uh, you know, surfacing and they're dead. 
Uh, you know, you had J.D. Vance down there poking a twig into the water, and you could see all of the chemicals come to the surface, you know, the, the, the rainbow-like plume, I guess, if you will. Uh, you've got uh, reports of livestock and pets within 100 miles of, I don't know, ground zero, I guess we'll call it. Uh, people were returning and finding their pets dead and their livestock dead. Why not humans? Why aren't people dropping dead all over the place? in that area we have a little more body weight so for adults it's going to act as a time bomb type of poison or it'll cause flu-like symptoms i'm waiting for them to announce a virus like covid 23 but the reality is that it causes flu-like symptoms i was exposed in new Paltz. i took some photographs i got a little too close to the scene of a transformer explosion and within five six hours I had what I first thought was food poisoning and my friend who went with me had the same exact symptoms though he went down to back down to the city, and then I was sick in bed for three days with what I thought was the flu. It turned out that I was exposed. Adults have a little bit heavier body weight, so we can take a little bit more of a hit. This is very bad for small animals, very bad for children, very bad for pregnant women, very bad for any woman who wants to bear a child in the future. It's passed through mitochondrial DNA through the mother, and it'll be passed three generations down. Was this, this is no do, joke. Do you think this was incompetence, or was this done with intent? Well, there's a, there's a level where incompetence rises to the level of intent. They know how they should be handling these chemicals. I won't go so far to say that it was some kind of sabotage. I'm listening for that. I need proof of that. But the history of dioxin is a history of its use as a chemical weapon on the American people. Well, I mean, they told them to go back. Well, they, they sprayed it on all over the country. You can still buy the stuff in uh, Agway and uh, Tractor Supplies. Well, meaning, meaning what Stu was meaning is they, they told them to go back. It was safe, you know, after they had them evacuate. Of course it's predetermined. Of course it's sabotage. Remember what he just said. There was only one of the overturned cars that was carrying vinyl chloride that was in distress. And even that wasn't leaking. It was, I think, maybe on the verge no, their solution is, even though in that form, even if they were all leaking, it would have been much smarter to just, I don't know, however, whatever method they would use to get that up. Three of the cars weren't even in distress. <clears throat> all they would have had to have done is pumped out the liquid, the vinyl chloride, into, I don't know, awaiting semi-trucks that could transport it by road. That's all they would have had to have done. Just one after another. Okay, they're on their side. Well, then drill a hole. You drilled the hole in them anyway to let all this unbelievably toxic stuff, well, particularly when it's burnt, leak out all over the ground and then set it afire, which was the worst possible thing you could have done. That's when it turns into, like, Satan. In in the form that it was in, it wasn't near as bad as, as when you burn it and you aerosolize it and it goes all over the country and it goes all into the waterways. It would not have done that. I mean, even if they would have just let all the vinyl chloride leak into the ground there and done nothing, that would have been far better. Now, and granted, their their groundwater would have been horrible, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have contaminated you know a quarter of the country or whatever it's going to contaminate. All ended up into the Mississippi, what got into the waterways. In a burnt form, it is far more lethal than in the liquid state. 
I went into this in the last study. Okay, experts went into it in the last study. So, of course, it was total by design sabotage. One more nail in the coffin of America. It's called 2,4-D plus 2. That's the component of Agent Orange. It's not being dumped in these amounts, but you can go you can go buy it right now and spray dioxin right on your lawn if you want. A lot of people do. And part of the problem is why the risks are not distributed evenly is there are some people who have been exposed more. If you've smoked cigarettes for 30 years, if you were in Vietnam, if you work in the chemical industry, your body burden is going to be higher. Right. And so mm -hmm. the risks are not evenly distributed. And they're also very heavily weighted in the direction of young women who want to have kids and light bodies with light weight. And this is going to be devastating for animals. I think people are going to see their dogs and cats dying, and that's how they're going to know to <laughs> well, leave. That's, that's already happening. I mean, that's well known. And obviously, this is one more... Uh, thing that's going to kill the infer uh, the fertility of women in America, which again the COVID kill shot really's got that going in that good satanic direction. I don't mean good, but you know, from a satanic standpoint, it's what they want, and all the other vaccines and so many other things are doing to kill the fertility of both male and females. You know, but the animals are once again going to take the sacrifice for the the humans. Well, we're but telling man, everybody gonna... to leave right now. I mean, we, do you you, I, you, you agree with that? We're telling everybody get the hell out of there. If you've already left, do not go back. Don't listen to these fake politicians and these corrupt government officials telling you the water is safe, the the soil is safe. No, it's not. It's absolutely not safe. They absolutely are lying not to safe. you. No, absolutely, and they are absolutely lying about this. There should be nobody within. I would draw a ten mile ring around that. Uh, around that and may, maybe outside that 10 miles until it's tested but not certainly not anywhere and look though these are working class people everyone i talk to from east palestine says yeah but my kids and my three dogs and i'm taking care of my parents we can't afford to move everyone people are already right. stressed yeah. this is happening to a country already stressed from three years of dealing with this covid recession right. and covid lockdown measures all of it nonsense <laughs> Yep. All of it in that intentionally designed to harm people. Exactly. And now this on top of it. And plus, this is going into a population, half of which has been injected with this stuff. And and, and as Mike Adams pointed out. This and like I said before about, about the whole COVID kill shots and all the things that they did, the forced mask wearing and the forced PCR tests and all the things they did. I, I said, hey, guys, what's the big deal? It's just pre-planned forced mass genocide on humanity as we know it, why are we getting so uptight? You know, accept it for what it is. It's the uninjected also, but I'm really worried about people who've had these a series of these shots. Their bodies can't take any more toxicity. I, I can't believe this is happening. Each time I do one of these, one of these interviews, I'm thinking, how, how are we even here? How, how am I even having to say these things? I, I can't even believe it's happening. I feel like I'm in a nightmare. The reason why I there. mentioned the fact that, that the last time you were here was to talk about the fraudulent, bogus PCR tests. And even if the so-called officials, uh, the corporate government crime syndicate, even if they did not know at the very beginning, there's all kinds of evidence. There's proof now that the PCR test was a fraud. 
there's proof now that COVID-19, by extension, is a complete fraud, yet they're not saying anything. There's proof and evidence that these shots are causing people to die suddenly, killing off more than three times the amount of people by, than by every previous vaccine combined, yet they still do it. So now that eliminates the ignorance factor yes, in this or exactly. the incompetence factor, and it leads directly to intent. They're continuing to push these as yep. safe and effective vaccines. Well, I see this as a parallel. Even if they didn't know right away about vinyl chloride and dioxins, they do know now, and now they they're knew, telling. No, no, they knew. It is throughout the EPA's record that these things cause dioxins. Well, then I Everybody guess when knows I asked you if, when it, if chlorine this, burns, if this, oh, pardon, if, when I asked you then if, if you thought that this was incompetence or done with intent, <laughs> I guess that's your smoking gun, then, isn't it? Exactly. Well, if it went to a jury, it would be intent. Yeah. Because they knew or should have known. That's intent. Intent doesn't mean the desire to make it happen. Intent means you knew or should have known your actions would have a certain consequence. So I don't know who advised DeWine. The EPA won't answer my question, what was their role in the dump and burn operation? They're just sitting on my email after getting right back to me. And the first thing I said was, tell me about your role in the dump and burn operation. Those EPA officials should have known exactly what to do. Look, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly an old man. I just happened to have picked up on this issue when I was 19 years old in 1983. So I know what, so I've been watching it for 40 years. I know what people know. I know what the EPA knows. I've got the EPA's documents. I've seen all the documents that have come out of lawsuits. This issue is well known. It's like making vitamin pills. They know exactly what's going to happen when these chemicals get together and react. Yeah. I cannot believe they let them torch and dump and burn, burn, burn a, a pit of, of vinyl chloride. I can't believe it's out of science fiction. I don't know it's who I don't know who the I, they is that allowed it to happen. I don't know who the person is that solely the governor responsible signed for off. making it. The governor the signed, off, signed off. All right. Well, the I mean, off. there you go. And yes, intent. Uh, you know, if I know that my actions are going to cause harm, if I know that I wrap a noose around your neck and kick a platform out from underneath you, it's going to snap your yeah. neck and you're going to die. And I do it anyways. Guess what? I did it with intent. These yeah. people need to be indicted and tried, and if found guilty, they need to be fried for what they have done here. Uh, Eric Coppolino, thank you so much for being here. We certainly appreciate it. Stu, thanks for helping me get the word out. Of course. Can't believe the lack of reporting on this, actually. I mean, what did it take, like 12, 13 days, almost two weeks, of these dioxins being released into the air, vinyl chloride just burning plumes that you could see from above the clouds and commercial aircraft before they started even reporting on this? They Chernobyled Ohio. Your government is a murderous regime. And DeWine spearheaded this entire thing. He should be locked up immediately. The U.S. Marshals should be marching in there, putting this guy into handcuffs, perp-walking him and locking him up for him to stand trial. For what he has done here, there should be accountability immediately. The fact that there isn't just suggests and confirms that we have a complete absence of the rule of law in this country. All right, I want you to go to curable.com. These are my good friends over here, my CBD friends. They help me by treating my shoulder pain. A lot of people use CBD for stress and anxiety, low mood. A lot of people use it for allergies, seasonal allergies, food allergies, migraine headaches, people with Parkinson's disease. This is the most important, though. Kids with ADHD, you got to try this. Plus, you get 20% off if you use promo code STU when you go to curable.com. Another bonus, it's a family-owned business. All the hemp is sourced right here in my home state of Minnesota. 20% off when you use the promo code STU at curable.com. We'll be right back. Are you getting sick all the time? The bioweapon boosted are breaking our immune systems. Chemtrails fill the skies. Don't fear the shedpocalypse. Destroy impurities. Protect your children with the future of air purification. TrustFilterSuck.com. Watch how quickly our machine pulls out dust, shedding, 
quantum dots, mold, bacteria, viruses, anything that grandma might have brought over from Boosterville, California. Boosterville, California. Yeah, that that's the air cleaners that, you know, I've been talking. I think you get, if, if you order them, you get, so when I've, I've got um, going in our house 24-7, uh, very good. Uh, not cheap, but I think if you use that code uh, Stu, like Stu Peters, I, I don't get any, uh, we, we don't get anything from it. Um, I believe you get like 10% off or whatever. Anyway, they have very good reviews on Amazon as well. Okay, so let's go further here. Because, uh, I got, man, I got a lot to cover, still cover here. Um, <clears throat> a lawyer for the victims of the 9-11 terror attacks is warning residents who were evacuated from East uh, Palestine, Ohio, following a chemical spill, not to return to their homes, despite the EPA giving the all clear. So here's an attorney saying, don't go back. We just heard from Eric Coppolino, another expert, saying, you know, heavily warning. Um, Mike Adams is saying it should be evacuated. I'm pretty sure Coppolino is saying, Stu Peters is saying it should be evacuated. Uh, <clears throat> they're... They're saying that um, he's saying that they should evacuate their homes following a chemical spill, not to return to their homes, despite the EPA giving the all clear. Well, they want you to die. They want to finish what they started, the EPA and our government and, you know, the railroad company. They want to finish what they started and, and they want mass genocide and they want ground zero to be East Palestine and then surrounding areas going further and further out more downwind and more downstream you know they want all those people to die because they're of the father of the devil and he was a murderer from the beginning so that's that's what this is really all about if you want to just really distill it down speaking of Breibart News attorney Michael Barasik whose firm represented over 25,000 victims of the 9-11 of 9-11 with chronic health conditions said the EPA's air is safe is safe um, oh the, said the, the EPA's air is safe declaration sent shivers up my spine so that's what this attorney said Barask noted despite the EPA claiming the air at ground zero was safe his clients are dying every single day from the 9-11 toxic dust 9-11 that our wonderful government gave us ramming those planes into the buildings you know I, I've got gigantic files on that <laughs> I mean proving that from so many that that was a total inside job total predictive programming uh, <clears throat> 21 years ago the government at least had a reason they wanted to reopen Wall Street meaning the New York City 9-11 thing um, he stated this comparing the Ohio chemical disaster to 9-11. Following the train derailment earlier this month, residents nearby have been falling sick and animals, even some kept indoors, have been dying as the odor of the noxious chemicals and plumes of black smoke permeated the re region. Here's another one. East Palestine farmers warning. Uh, my, ID biometric, my ID biometric surveillance devices were given out before the derailment. So this was going on because they knew this was going to happen. Obviously, this was pre-planned. You know, you had the movie, um, what White Noise predicting it. We got into that in the last study. And they gave out these these uh, surveillance devices um, months before. I'm pretty sure it was months. 
the, uh, the this disaster so that they would have they could surveil people and monitor them and see how well their their um, genocide was going is really what it boils down to. This is Dabu Seven with what I believe to be bombshell information that really is the <laughs> icing on the cake when proving that someone knew that something was going to happen in East Palestine before it did. We now have proof. All these local farmers and residents coming forth and saying that they were approached by our government and its agencies a week before this derailment. And they were asked if they would wear these My ID emergency service surveillance bracelets or these biometric trackers, so to speak, tracking your heart rate, your breathing, all of that. So these people just show up of all places on the planet a week before this goes down like oh you might want to wear this monitor well why why would why would anyone want to most people say they ignored it because they didn't expect anything to happen well this is a dead giveaway that someone knew something big time yeah. was going to go down when you show up the week before handing these things out Man, now they had. I actually saw a news report though where they were maybe it was a week before in some instances, but these were actually this whole process was started, I believe, at least a month or two before the event. Because I, I, I watched a news report, um, a local news report where it talked about this, and it was well before this pre planned event happened. It's obvious as it gets. And let's look at all the other supposed coincidences, which I don't believe in coincidences. The CDC just came out and updated their guidelines right before this happened. Right. They updated its profile on vinyl chloride specifically, removing a section on how, it, how the chemical affects children. Then we come to find out that there's a movie, White Noise, that was shot and filmed in this exact town on this exact situation. Yeah. Predicted yeah. the exact situation that happened. And make it up. Talk and again, if you if you're not familiar with that, listen to my last teaching part two, where I where I get into the white noise, the movie thing. Out being telegraphed, I'm telling you right now. Call it what you want. To me, this is the icing, and the cherry on top. This digital ID is everything. This is where they're taking all this stuff globally, but to show up before this event <clears throat> and hand these things out. Come on. You've got to be ignorant not to see what's going on here. I'm going to leave links. I'm going to break this down further on the live stream. So make sure to... Okay, so we have that. Okay, so next report. Uh, as payment for all the pain and suffering they have to endure, Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw has promised to pay every resident in the 44413 zip code of East Palestine, Ohio, a whopping and very generous thousand dollar payday yes yes your ears are not deceiving you a thousand big ones for all the pain the suffering and the misery and death my comment 
this blood money payoff should be more than enough to compensate all the residents for all the pain and suffering they are and will go through, plus the never-ending hospital visits up until the time when they die, and the loss of loved ones, pets, and livestock. Also, all the early grave funeral fees that are forthcoming. That thousand dollars will cover it all, and then some. I think we can all agree, you know, that that's the case. He goes on to say, to this community, I want to make sure you understand. I'm terribly sorry that this happened to the community. No, no, you're not, you devil. This is premeditated. Uh, and I highly would think and suspect that you're totally in on it if you're the CEO of the country, company. Norfolk Southern is fully committed to doing what's right for this community. And that's why they're going to give him that $1,000 big time payday. They can go out and buy a fleet of Lear Jets, Silver Shadow Rolls Royces, Lamborghini Diablos, mansions in Malibu, and Hawaii, and Paris. $1,000 can go a long ways, ways nowadays, you know? And this is just proof of that. In order to receive their $1,000, um, basically, bribe payout, East Pal um, Palestine residents will be required to sign away their right to sue, though. See, that's the catch. In order to get this big money payout, you got to give up all your rights to sue, as well as to ask for any more money in the future should they develop cancer or die or, you know, only the Lord knows what. All they have to do is sign their name and say they received the $1,000, um, Shaw stated. What a benevolent, magnanimous, generous, wonderful, Luciferian reptile this man is. I think we can all agree on that. Shaw says contaminated materials from uh, the East Palestine are taken directly to landfills. Oh, good. So far, Shaw has no complaints about the cleanup process and the direction it's taken. Well, he's perfectly fine with all the toxic... Uh, you know, doxes they created when they burned the vinyl chloride, which is the worst possible thing they could have possibly done to contaminate the whole eastern and, you know, actually going back the other way down the Mississippi River. He's he's good with that. He's He's got no complaints whatsoever. He says we're making a lot of progress. Yeah, in killing people, you are. As to where all the contaminated soil and liquids collected are being taken, Shaw did not provide any specific details other than to say they're being taken to landfills that are designed to handle this type of material. Oh, well, I know with everything else you said, I trust you emphatically. The interview appeared in on the War Room this week, and you can watch it at this link. I'll give you the link here. One local resident responded to Shaw's $1,000 per person pledge by stating that this is not nearly enough money to compensate for the horrors he is having to endure already. He says, the resident says, I've been coughing every day since this derailment. Take your thousand and uh, blanket. I'm suing you. That's what needs to happen in mass. Huge class action. I mean, among other things, but it's unbelievable. And then we have this. 
listeners asking about this, if this was true, and yes, it is. Red alert, toxic hazardous, hazardous wastewater from Ohio is now being injected into wells in Texas. So they wanted Texas to experience the joy from this event as well so they can you know, contaminate as much of the water table there as possible and kill as many Texans as possible because you know, they don't want just the, the benefits of this to just go for those in the Mississippi River area and the you know, Ohio and the eastern, northeastern part of the country into Canada. They, they don't want them to be the only ones that experience this wonderful event. Our special weekend update here for you from Mike Adams, Brighton.com. And this is about the 2 million gallons of toxic firefighting water that was used in Ohio is now being, or at least seems like maybe 1.1 million gallons of that is being mm. shipped to Texas to be injected into the ground. And people are freaking out. People are losing their minds over this. But it's all over the news. Uh, let me give you an example here. ABC13.com, Eyewitness News. Here it is. Deer Park facility receiving 2 million gallons of Ohio derailments toxic runoff, Judge Hidalgo says. And this story from Deer Park, Texas, which I believe is uh, kind of south of Houston, it's in Harris County. Uh, the, the leaders of Harris County entered Thursday, I'm reading from the story, with the understanding that firefighting water runoff from the Ohio train derailment 1,300 miles away is on its way to a Deer Park toxic disposal facility. Now, this is being handled by a company called Texas Molecular. Texas Molecular, okay? Remember that name. Now, the EPA uh, sent a statement to ABC News with the following information. Pay attention, this is just wild. Quote, a total of uh, 1,715,433 gallons of contaminated liquid has been removed from the immediate site of the derailment. So here's the EPA, by the way, now for the first time admitting that there's a contamination issue. Isn't that amazing? This is the same EPA that says, oh, it's safe to go back to your homes. It's safe to drink the water. Now they're saying, well, but there's millions of contaminated gallons of liquid. They continue, quote, of this, uh, essentially 1.1 million <clears throat> gallons have been hauled off-site with most going to Texas Molecular, a hazardous waste disposal facility in Texas. A smaller amount of waste has been directed to Vickery Environmental in Vickery, Ohio. All right, so let's just call it a million gallons because that seems to be close to what they're talking about. A million gallons of toxic contaminated liquid that, that the EPA admits is being shipped from Ohio on the highways yeah. to Texas mm -hmm. to be injected underground. Yeah. Now, in, in Texas, there's an organization, a government group called the, the TCEQ, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. I mean, this is what you would do if you, again, are just trying to poison and kill off as much of the country as possible. You can't attribute this to a sanity, insanity. This is premeditated mass genocide. Just like the COVID kill shots, just like the whole COVID scamdemic, just like so many, just like the chemtrails, they spray us like cockroaches, ever, just like them dumping fluoride into into the um the water, which is an absolute, you know, killer. So is the chlorine. It's a killer. They don't have to use those things. Uh, it's all 
premeditated mass genocide given to us by our wonderfully benevolent satanic government. And they told ABC 13 that Texas Molecular is, quote, authorized to accept and manage a variety of waste streams, <laughs> i.e. whole bunch of toxic chemicals, including vinyl chloride, right, as part of their Resource Conservation and Recovery Act hazardous waste permit and underground injection control permit. You got that? So they drill a deep well thousands of feet down. They take all this toxic waste and they inject it into the well. Uh-huh. You know, like where the where well water comes from, you know, where water aquifers are running around down there. Now they say, no, it's deeper than the water aquifers. It's all safe. It's all good. You know, right. Probably the same people that said, take more vaccine boosters, right? <laughs> now, this should bring up obvious questions in the minds of uh, anybody paying attention. So, I mean, shall we start with one of the most obvious questions? If you could dispose of vinyl chloride this way, why did you set it on fire in Ohio? Huh? Right? Why did you set it on fire? Well, guess what, folks? I have just completed an interview in studio with Mr. Don Laux, who's the, the Texas uh, expert on hazardous materials uh, response incidents and emergency management, stuff like that. He's also, by the way, a, a veteran U.S. Air Force fighter pilot, flew the F-111s and trained a bunch of fighter pilots in the Air Force. And he served in the Texas Guard, I think, for 13 years as a soldier and so on. So I have him in studio. He's explaining all this to me, and it's mind-blowing what he's explaining about this because he says, you know, the excuse they had about why they set this stuff on fire in Ohio, East Palestine, the excuse they had was because they didn't want the tanker truck, well, the tanker car, I mean, for the train, to explode and injure people with shrapnel. Okay, now, now pay attention because... So they drilled holes in the sides of the cars, uh, I'm sorry, the, the tanker cars, and they, they dumped the liquid out into, apparently, a ditch, and then they set it on fire. And this is the vinyl chloride, they set it on fire. Folks, if they had already dumped it out of the tanker cars, there was no more risk of shrapnel from any explosion blowing up inside the tanker cars. In other words, once they had the liquid out of the tanker cars, there's no more risk of the explosion that they were afraid of, so they didn't have to set it on fire. And they could have, from the very beginning, they could have called this company Texas Molecular, because as we now have learned, Texas Molecular has a hazardous waste permit that includes vinyl chloride to inject it underground. So there are so many admissions here, like number one, yes, vinyl chloride is a hazardous waste uh, product. Uh, number two, there are companies that are licensed to dispose of this stuff, which means they didn't have to set it on fire in Ohio and unleash all these dioxins into the air, which is what you get when you set fire to uh, chlorinated compounds, such as you know, vinyl chloride and other, the, the PVC that was in other cars, it was also on fire polyvinyl chloride and and then we have the question 
they put out the fire. Okay, first they set it on fire, and then they put out the fire. And in putting out the fire, they have all this toxic firefighting water waste, which they wouldn't have created if they didn't set it on fire in the first place. Exactly. Freaking morons! I mean, how, how are they gathering this water? Normally, water is going to absorb into the ground. How do they get a million gallons of this? Wouldn't most of it, like, number one, if they set the fire, wouldn't they just let the vinyl chloride burn off if they wanted to create maximum carnage in the environment? Why would they put it out in the first place? Why would there be... They're the ones that set it. I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to think out loud here, like, common sense stuff. E even if you're trying to commit mass genocide, wouldn't it be smarter to let it all burn out? And, and how are you getting this water? most the vast majority would be absorbed into the ground especially after you had just burned that area which would have created a very um dry area where they were burning it you would think that that would be a, an area that would absorb suck the water in like a sponge it's not like you know it had rained for 14 days or whatever and they put more water and then the water just stayed on top that wasn't the case it just none of it none of it makes sense but this is how satan typically operates in a total in totally insane way when he's in charge they should have just pumped out the vinyl chloride sent it to this company and uh, no i don't agree with them injecting it underground but they could have incinerated it at very high temperatures which would destroy the <clears throat> molecule if they would have just pumped it out of the train cars again they were all intact only one was in distress according to their own docs but it hadn't i don't think if it had leaked it wasn't much they could have just pumped it out of there into a waiting semi tractor trailers and hauled it away with almost minimal if not zero spillage no they had to do it this way so they could get their genocide going without creating dioxins by the way there's a way to do that at extremely high temperatures. But they set it on fire, and then they used 2 million gallons plus of firefighting water to put out the fires? And now that is 2 million gallons of toxic firefighting water that apparently they're loading onto trucks and driving it to Texas. What the F, man? What happens if one of these trucks has an accident on the highway just brilliant why would you put all these road miles on all this toxic waste when what you should have done is just i mean not set fire to it in the first place you wouldn't have two million gallons of toxic firefighting water you could have just dealt with the raw material as it was see no nothing in the response to this makes any sense at all nothing adds up unless they're trying to poison everybody Oh, Mike, just face it. They're just way smarter than we are. And we just can't appreciate their brilliance. They're at a whole other level. They're playing 4D chess like Trump was. You know, all the Q posts about Trump playing 4D chess, watch the water, all that other garbage. I mean, they're playing like 27 moves ahead. And we're just, we're the dumb ones. We're the dumb ones. We're the ones with really no common sense. What they did obviously was the best thing for the environment, for the residents, 
for the pets, for the farm animals, for the future of this country, for the waterways, for the land. Come on. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I've, I'm convinced I'm just, I'm the one in the wrong. I just, I just am. Uh, next report, East Palestine fallout, health problems exploding, 43,000 animals dead, toxic water secretly shipped to Texas and Michigan. This is just another little um, little video reaffirming this. Here reporting for Press for Truth, coming at you here today with a report on this disastrous Ohio train derailment situation. We're now finding out that the Ohio freight train was already on fire for 20 miles before it derailed. Oh, yeah. The Norfolk Southern train passed mm -hmm. a defect. Yeah, it started in Salem, my birthplace. Of course, I'm bragging and exalting myself. Um, and um, was it was there was video footage of it in Salem on fire, like at the rails, the where the wheels are, and going down the track evidently for another 20 miles before whatever you know I, I think they wanted to have it look that way so they had plausible deniability saying oh the this failed or this this didn't have enough lubrication it derailed here and um <clears throat> that way they had a built-in excuse and there should have been all kind of safety things in place that would have stopped the train before it would have ever gotten there crazy enough all that failed none of it worked just one big you know bummer i guess is how you can describe it at 103 degrees above the ambient temperatures without stopping. As we see here earlier this month, a Norfolk Southern train carrying dangerous chemicals derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. The surrounding area could be contaminated for years by toxic chemicals intentionally released from damaged train cars by the railroad company. The National Transportation Safety Board has released a preliminary report with findings that the crew might have ignored warning signs of a potential disaster as they adhere to company policies. Not looking good, guys. And now we see that residents near Ohio train derailment had been diagnosed with ailments associated with chemical exposure, including bronchitis. And we're also seeing that tens of thousands of animals have died for miles around this toxic spill. Uh, the estimated animal death toll from Ohio train derailment now tops 43,700. That's what they're admitting to. This is CBS News. 43,700 uh, animal death. I don't know how they're getting these numbers, but they're, they're admitting to it. So, you know, you know, it's probably a, a very underblown estimate. Animals dead as a time frame for environmental recovery remains uncertain. Remember though, it's safe to go back and everything's safe, every, the water's safe to drink and the air's safe to breathe and there's no residual effects from any of this horrible chemical that literally can you know, last in the environment for 500 to 1,000 years, no big deal. Officials say, and uh, now we've got people who are living near the Ohio train derailment who are gonna have to watch their health for years to come. Yeah. And you mean watch their health deteriorate for years to come? <laughs> they didn't even know, but some if of If they have years, you know? What, what if you took, you know, your, what is it, like your two COVID shots and your two boosters and you got all your flu shots and, you know, you, all your toxic burden, you never done a liver detox, gallbladder, you never did a full body detox at all your whole life. Um, 
you know, all these factors? What if you've never done any of that? It's like you got one foot on a, uh, in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. And this is going to be the thing that, you know, knocks you into the grave. I, I mean, I don't mean to be flippant. It's just that, you know, when it comes to this le red level of insanity, I, I just have to interject a little bit of sarcasm, I guess, because it's just like, it's so mind boggling how satanic and evil and wicked what we're facing here and how the masses for the most part are just taking it and just not really doing a whole ton to bow up to this evil and the church does typically nothing i mean when it comes to stuff like this covid kill shots and i mean they're just they're typically right on board with it right in lockstep train derailment toxic materials were sent to wayne county for disposal and they're not the only ones guys texas as well and michigan officials say they didn't know that water and soil from the ohio train wreck would be transported into their jurisdictions obviously this is of a grave concern when you consider that over 40,000 animals have just died and people who are living near uh, this disaster are already being diagnosed with things like acute bronchitis due to chemical fumes so this is uh, this is of the utmost importance that we get this information out there guys we're gonna talk about all of this and much more in this video uh, but really quick okay so that it goes on for quite a bit longer he gets into some more details on some different subjects um i'm just trying to cover as much as i can just a tiny sampling of some health side effects uh nadine lucille Strail does not live in east palestine but began to experience a horrible headache and burning of the skin after she ate dinner at a kentucky fried chicken restaurant near the site of the controlled release on february 7th she said that night my eyes started burning like never before and then a horrible headache came on my lips tongue and throat nasals were burning a day later i started tingling all over my body her neighbors who live some 20 miles from where the controlled burn well really uncontrolled burn took place are also experiencing symptoms possibly because the wind speed the toxic chemicals further into the region she added um goes on to say this is not a neuropathy tingling a different type even my breast my a different type even my breast i guess is tingling my neighbors are experiencing some of the same symptoms strail said my blood pressure went sky high probably from the pain the um, emergency room said that heather allen who lives about four miles from east palestine also uh experienced headaches burning skin sensations difficult breathing and sinus issues in the wake of the incident the smell is gone now but it was noticeable the week it happened uh and the air felt difficult to breathe well it may be gone because your your uh sense of smell is potentially so may be damaged at this point as well you may not be able to smell things that are still present you, you might have been so overwhelmed with um the initial barrage of the dioxins and the chemicals going into you it, it might be something that would take you you know quite a while to actually readapt properly so that your sense of smell is actually accurate at this point i, I mean I don't, i'm speculating i'm just saying it could be the case um my smell of gone my smell is gone now, but it was noticeable the week after it happened. No, the smell is gone now, but it was noticeable the week after it happened. The air felt difficult to breathe. My dog was also coughing the day it happened. 
Uh, she said, Heather Ann says she does not feel confident in what the officials are saying about the air and water quality being deemed safe weeks after the incident took place. She said they only evacuated one mile and then two miles, but we are four miles away and had symptoms, she added. I don't understand why they didn't evacuate a further radius or why they're saying it's all safe. I noticed the water in town no longer looks as clean and has a strange film on top. Um, yeah, that's bad. Another East Palestine uh, resident states, quote, I went down I or 170, it's a road, Sunday. I took a breath of that into my mouth and I thought I was going to die. It's one breath, okay? It stressed me enough. I ended up in the hospital. They thought I was going to have a heart attack. So what did I breathe in? You know, just your normal everyday mass genocidal stuff. Galvin said after evacuating to his mother's house about six miles away, he stopped experiencing the symptoms only to have them return. We went back into town a few times to try and buy, to try to take care of cats and stuff. And it was the same deal. My eyes burning, uh, kind of the same thing that I felt. Yeah, I mean, I would highly advise get all your pets out of that environment. Poor things. Residents in East Pal um, Palestine are upset that they are not getting clear answers about whether they're at risk to any long-term health issues, according to Galvin. Next video. Doc Pete Chambers returns from the Ohio front lines for a post-catastrophe situation report. Another very uh, kind of interesting angle here. All right, welcome to this Brighton.com special interview. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighton, and today I'm joined by two very special guests in studio. Michael Jan, you all know, he's, of course, an international, uh, internationally recognized war correspondent, and he's been doing a lot of traveling. But welcome, Michael. It's great to have you in studio again. Thank you, Mike, and it's great to come back on. We just were here a couple of days I ago. I know, I know, but you always have new, new things going on. And now we're joined by Dr. Pete Chambers, just returning from East Ohio. Correct. Welcome. Yeah, good to be here. We met on a set, uh, I believe, on Alex Jones, and now we're here. Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And uh, you are the one who uh, actually piqued my interest in having the kind of dog that I now have right here. So I have to thank you for that. He's an awesome dog. I checked him out. <laughs> okay, He's thank good, you. Good dog. So uh, let's start with uh, your, your trip to East Palestine. Well, let me tell you, this is uh, becoming a Paul Revere moment is what I call it. Because, you know, information back in those days traveled by horse. And I saw it happen again. And this is an interesting, interesting story. I started off um, working with Jim Gale, Food Forest Abundance. They do some soil reclamation. And when we heard that this was possibly going to be a need for that later on, he said, why don't you go up there and check this out? And I did, right? But I'm a Green Beret, or I used to be, like Michael. And uh, we, we don't trust everything that we see or hear until we see it or hear it, right? right? And so what I did was an assessment of the center of gravity. And the center of gravity, a lot of people think, is industry or government or finance. Center of gravity is people. People are the most important thing in any environment, unconventional or not. And so talk to the people, you'll find out the truth. And that's what we did. Wow. Okay. You so, and you told me previously that you went right there, uh, very close to ground zero, but not downwind from it. Not, not there. Um, which I think is really smart, by the way. But you talked to a lot of people, Amish farmers and so on. What was the overall sense of what you got from people right now? And, and you just returned, what, yesterday or yesterday. Days? Yesterday. Yesterday. What was the overall sense? Overall sense is on the ground is confusion and chaos. And we know that in chaos, the only way to control it, I believe. And again, this is what they want to bring, order. 
the new world order out of chaos. It's the model of the 33rd degree Freemason, Ordo Ab Cal, I believe in Latin. And this is just more proof of that. You've got the chaos of the COVID scamdemic and the, the kill shots and just the wars and the rumors of wars and, and all these um, food processing plants uh, being burned up and all these sabotage events that are taking place and all the insane thing going on in Ukraine and Russia. And it's just this constant, this constant satanic fear that in, in sense of chaos that they're trying to um, just make become our, our, our new normal. And they'll, they know that that's going to put you in a, um, a lowered state of immunity, a lowered state of health in general. Um, you're going to be more prone to want to take drugs to escape reality is what it really, a lot of it boils down to too, because a lot of people just want to throw up their hands and say, oh, I, this is way too overwhelming. I can't deal with any of this. I'm just going to check out whenever I don't have to maybe go to work or whatever. I'm just going to check out a reality and escape reality via the medical pharma route drug use or maybe recreational drugs um you know they're just it's all by design to to elicit this these types of responses is to control the the controllables the things that are true the things that we know we make a a, a spectrum of the most likely course of action all the way to the most dangerous and then I make an analysis. Now, I made an analysis when I was on the ground, and it went to some important people who showed up there shortly thereafter. Yes. And we can talk about that if you wish. But, uh, but I'll just tell you that the, the sentiment on the ground was, we live here in this valley. They're trying to push us out of this valley. They being the globalists, they understand that. They know the resources, the food abundance, mm -hmm. the ground, the... Um, the energy that comes out of that region in the Ohio River Valley, we're yeah. talking about the second uh, shale deposit in lower 48. The original history of oil came from the Pennsylvania region all the way down through there. Wow. So these things, as people that are... And I believe what he's referring to there is the fracking, which last time I was there, I went for a visit. It was when I witnessed my uh, my grandma, right before she passed away. And... Um, there, uh, I think the Alliance area, which is actually, Alliance is actually due, you've got Columbia in it where my dad grew up, then you've got Salem where I was born, and then you've got, I think on the other, further, further down, you've got Alliance, and I believe that's where um, my grandma was at, um, and what was my point though, why, why was I? saying all that but they're not they're not in the downwind path there in alliance I, I i just really wonder though even if they're not in the downwind path how much are they actually being affected even though they're in the opposite direction the wind plume what are the effects now that's one thing i would like to find out and i haven't heard anybody really i mean it'd be interesting for people to actually go to okay let's say alliance is i don't know 30 40 miles away or whatever in one particular direction from East Palestine. Um, are there any effects there? If so, what are they? How does it compare to 40 miles downwind in the um, downwind direction where the plume went right over? That would be interesting to actually find out. And it would be interesting, not only more interesting, but vital for the people in that area to know. Like, 
to do assessments in all these different towns going in a 360 degree radius. Also ones near the bodies of water where the stuff dropped into or, or the rivers. How are they being affected? Uh, these are just, I'm just kind of thinking out loud re regarding that whole, the whole area there. Uh, shareholders and stakeholders in this. Oh, but I, what I was going to say is the last time I was up there, I witnessed something that I had never witnessed before. Now, I remember when I was little, they were just starting to put oil wells. You'd see like a lot of farmland. Okay. Um, like I said, I, when I was wee little, I grew up in the second largest independently owned dairy farm in Ohio. I don't know if it's still that or not. They're still a big farm. They grow sunflower seeds and um, really good people. Uh, I can remember even when I was wee little, there were, there were oil wells, not tons of them, but there were oil wells on like the farmland and they were used, I think the farmers were making some money off the oil and then also the farming, the, the land's real good for farming there. And <clears throat> when I went back the last time, which was probably mm, 2012, 2013 it's the last time i've been there well actually not the last time but um that area is the last time i've been there where i actually grew up the big thing was the fracking and i believe this is what he's saying about the shale and they were go they were going to all these people particularly the farmers because they own, own the most land and they were trying to cut all these kind of deals fracking is horrific for the environment i mean i'm, I'm it's not good um as far as just the contamination that it can produce in the in the groundwater and this type of stuff. And I do believe the air, I mean, you saw all these trucks when I was there last time, just running around all these fracking trucks. And I mean, it was, it was definitely like, uh, really got your attention. I, I've never been to an area of the United States where I saw that going on. Not to say it's not going on in other areas. It's just that that area must be really, really, uh, rich in mineral resources in oil and this type of stuff at least to a certain i mean if you take it combine it all and look at it like thirty thousand foot view type of thing uh i just figured i'd throw that in because i i remembered that from when i was there last time way down to the people that don't have news reports the amish who have little farms and little things that they just want to keep their communities alive i heard from all of them mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing then from that was able to make an assessment, which is raw data of things that I can prove and things that require a deeper dive. Right. Okay. So let, let's jump into that question first. Mm -hmm. I want to bring mm -hmm. Michael in on yep. some thoughts as well. So big picture, mm -hmm. there are, as I understand it, sort of two theories being talked about, at least in alternative media. Mm -hmm. uh, theory number one is that uh, the, there was vinyl chloride on the trains. Mm -hmm. And by the way, theory two is that it wasn't that, which we'll get to. Right. Uh, so theory one is vinyl chloride on the trains. They ignited it. I don't see how we can dispute that it was vinyl chloride. I mean, it, the bill of ladings, the, the, these types of things heavily indicate that that is what was on there. And then the side effects you would, you would expect to see from burning vinyl chloride, which are the dioxins, are what we're seeing. So it's like cause and effect. We've got double confirmation there. Uh, I, I saw this Dr. Lee Merritt the other day. She put up a video about how, no, no, everybody's got it all wrong. And, and it's no big deal what happened there. And I'm like, are you insane? 
stay in your lane. What are you thinking? She's like an MD. And she was just, you know, she came out right after it happened. Like she knew everything about this. I'm like, this isn't even your area of expertise. I'm letting other experts speak on this. This is not my, all I'm trying to act as, and that's what I do a lot with this ministry, is just the liaison. I, I'm not the expert in this field, but there's a lot of other people that are very smart when it comes to these types of things, and, and that's what I'm letting you hear. And she's up there telling everybody it's no big deal. And this is getting way blown out of proportion. I'm like, Really? I mean, you're the only one. I, I think there was one other person I, I might have heard say something to that effect. And it's like, wow, this is totally contradicting every other report I'm seeing about this. And then all the predictive programming they did with the white noise movie and the handing out the ID bracelets before it happened. And I mean, all this stuff that would heavily indicate that was going to be an area where they were going to target. And they're going to talk about that more now, too formed even more toxic compounds which i've been talking about dioxins but since we don't have any lab tests yet we can't prove that yet although in a few months we'll be able to, to check yes or no on that but that theory is that they're covering up a massive toxic event and trying to keep people in the dark theory two is that they actually set fire to some harmless substance relatively harmless like diesel fuel or whatever mm -hmm. and they're trying to scare people to move out of the valley and take their land right. Are those, is that a pretty accurate assessment of kind of the, the two main theories that people are considering so, right now? Based upon four reports of what I saw was the bill of lading, if you will, either from the EPA or to other sources that I don't necessarily distrust. But I saw two, two thirds of that were leaning or three quarters of that leaning towards the vinyl chloride side. Then I saw the polyvinyl chloride side. But I don't want us to get caught up in is what do we think it was? Let's get into the testing right. of which we relied upon the EPA to do. Which, and they came back and said on the 10th, oh, there's nothing to worry about. And that was, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was the third, the accident. That's like Satan giving you a pat on the head and saying, it's all right, Sonny. Everything's going to be just fine. Later, we have the uncontrolled release because it's not a control release. I agree with uncontrolled you. Yes, is, I've said the same thing. Things are out of control, uncontrolled boss. Release. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. we, that was, I don't believe that's necessary. You're going to have somebody on that's going to tell us about that too, which will be interesting to see his point of view. Yeah. And you've talked about it with him before. Um, so then you have this uncontrolled release, and then you have what I see is the um, the fear tactics, the public terror. This is a term that I heard from somebody that lived there. They're trying to create fear in us, and we're not leaving. We, this is where I grew up. And, they, you know, tactical level or strategic, these theories are holding true. Okay, but on the other side of that, mm -hmm. it seems like they're trying to tell people everything's okay and there's nothing to fear. Because that's what the media is doing, and, and uh, the tr uh, transportation secretary, and Biden, and everybody. So, how are they? Why are people feeling the terror if the media is telling them there's nothing to be afraid of? Are they getting it from word to, word of mouth, or what? So, word of mouth is important there, but understand that the people that live there. Uh, the, my first, I'll just give you an example. This is just fact, and we can make an assessment of it. The first meeting I went to was stakeholders, which was because it just happened that way. Uh, not of not of importance. Um, so anybody from about a two hundred million dollar mid level oil company, of a gentleman that, that's seventy seven years old who's been there multiple generations, developing resources, energy resources for the nation, but also locally in the form of natural gas to schools to, to municipalities, and he can't do that because he, it costs him more to pull it out of the ground. Now that's a situation, 
But his situation is such that the EPA over the last year has taken one quarter of his wells based upon these wells are no good, we're shutting them down, you sell them pennies on the dollar, then there are federal grants out there that are given to large corporations to come in and take these wells. Wait, the EPA is citing what? Some kind of contamination? So my understanding, and I'm not an expert in this, but I do know the experts, is there are things called um, injection wells. And they use heavier water, not heavy water, not deuterium, yeah. but heavy water, brackish, brinish, yeah, uh, which is salt, which is right. pumped into the layers, okay, into the layers down below. So uh -huh. as we drill through these layers, we find these water air, and it's called the engine zone. And the engine zone is where the water travels underneath, and it goes back and forth and moves with the shale, or it moves with the, the plates, if you will. When they drill through that, they know they're there. They do the old school, slower, methodic drilling. They're old school guys, and they're experts at stuff. Yeah. And what they're saying is this water is coming up in our fields next to our sites where we're pumping. And the EPA comes and says, there's a water field right there. You need to shut this down. All right? This is what's happening. That's just one example of it. There, are, I got five different examples of ways to shut down a well. Okay, let's, let's bring in Michael Yan on yep. this. First of all, you've been all over the world. You visited over 90 countries, at least as of last count. You're probably adding another one every week, I think. <laughs> but... You've seen this kind of dynamic in many parts of the world. What what kind of pattern are you noticing that might be happening in Ohio? Uh, very interesting patterns. Uh, after we leave, actually, Doc and I are going to go to Florida to research some other food issues and meet with some folks. And then I'm flying to Netherlands to go back with the farmers and to go back on with Jordan Peterson, actually. We did a show on this last year on Jordan Peterson, Jordan and I. and. And then he came over to Netherlands and I took him to a farm and that sort of thing. The, the farms in Netherlands are being stolen by the Dutch government, right? right, right. Which is completely captured by WEF, which is co-sanguinated with CCP. You can't talk about, you know, in the years past, I would talk about the World Economic Forum and CCP as if they were separate and in collusion. But it's clear that they're so, they're Siamese twins. They're inseparable. And they are bit by bit, stealing the farms from Germans in Germany, Belgians, from uh, the, the, the people in the United Kingdom, uh, Canadians, Americans, bit by bit, stealing our farms. So do you think that what's happening in Ohio may be a farm grab in some way? Is that what you're pointing at? I don't know. Yeah. My mind is open to anything. One of the things, you know, when you're researching you have to keep your mind open and not agreed because as you know once you target fixate you'll find the evidence that supports your theory uh, obviously there is a lot of sabotage going on we can see that yes but signal to noise was this actual sabotage there are a lot of suspicious circumstances around it but we don't have any proof at this point well did you see and, and also doc did you the NTSB did release a preliminary report earlier today um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that, but it said that this report claimed that the, the rail side detector that detects the hot box uh, status of the, the truck underneath the train, that that system did work now, according to the NTSB, which is new information. So they've changed? They've changed the story. I mean, I was told earlier that it didn't work. They say it did work, and they say that the, the operators, or I don't know what they're called, the engineers at, on, on the, the lead train there, the locomotive, that they then... Uh, attempted to break the train and as they attempted to apply brakes that it went into an auto emergency brake status which caused the derailment because you, you can't slow down that quickly apparently so 
uh, and this is a preliminary report from the NTSB, but that's different from what I've heard so far. And you'd think that the, the, the train companies know how to stop trains mm -hmm. without wrecking them, <laughs> right? You'd think that. Well, this goes into what we were talking about in the hall it, it, while we were waiting. In, in, our, in our world, Green Beret world, special operations, we are trained to conduct sabotage. Now, if I look at 120 cars, which, which is what it was, and there were 11 or so that were derailed, and five of which had toxic chemicals on them, theoretically, we don't know, but right. it looks like something you know, was burnt, an uncontrolled burn. Then if that's the case, that, would, that story would lead more towards the sabotage side of the house. Uh -huh. Because I can, I can develop it right when I want it to be the most toxic in the center of town. Exactly. I mean, it's just, if I'm doing that, if I'm doing what we call the Carver Matrix, you can look it up online, C-A-R-V-E-R, criticality, accessibility, recuperability, vulnerability, all these things that we look at, and we say, that's a good target, and this is how we'll do it. Okay, that's, that's the Carver. Look it up. It's online. And that right there says, to me, that reads sabotage. What, what do you think, Michael, is, and I, I know you, you haven't drawn final conclusions, and I'm with you on that. I'm still searching for answers, too. Mm -hmm. But if this were sabotage, who would be, who has the motive to do this? Who had the motive to destroy Nord Stream 1 and 2? Well, we know that I mean, the U.S. State Department had that had that motive, uh, uh, which is obviously captured as well. Yes. right. I mean, we can see the dog kings that we have: Biden, Harris. I like that term. Oh, it's it's, a, it's an old term that goes back centuries. Should I talk about dog kings for a moment? Uh, yeah, go ahead and explain that to people because I think it's very apt to what we're seeing. Uh, okay, dog king is an old term that comes from centuries ago. It's been used in. And uh, Swedish have used it, Norwegians and others, and it's a, a, a technique of demoralization that's been used in places like Ethiopia and, uh, I mean, centuries ago. And basically what you do is you install somebody, or for instance, let's say the Swedes kill a Norwegian king. They'll take a literal dog, make a crown for it and the necklaces and all that, and, and have a throne for it, and the dog is now your king. You'll take orders from the dog. So this demoralizes the people who are taking orders from a dog, or you know, and and it also the people who your potential enemies who see this see these are a weakened people. They won't even stand up to a dog, right? And, and so you're saying that Biden and Harris being put into this position is actually sending a message that America has been taken over and is weak and vulnerable. Absolutely, and we, and we are because we insulting. we have no border. Yeah. We're in Texas. We have no border. And who has really stood up to the border, right? Uh, who has really taken Fetterman out? I don't mean out like killed, but I mean who has really said, no, you just can't go to your office. You know, you are brain dead. You're, you're, the female behind you is from China. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. He is, a, he is a dog king. He's a meat puppet, right? So this demoralization technique, Caligula's horse, for instance, Caligula apparently making his, or talked about making his horse into a senator, whether that actually happened or not, to demoralize the, the Senate, right, in, in Rome. Yeah. Or the King Rama X of Thailand now has made his poodle, Fufu, well, poodle is now passed away, Fufu, a vice air marshal in the Royal Thai Air Force. He had a spat with the Air Force. He made his poodle into a senior Air so Force right. officer. Right. Wow. So this is a literal dog king, right? And it's very effective. So then... As, as part of how the people are treated under this dog king type of insult, uh, 
this seems to, to match with the fact that there's so much sabotage taking place within our, our domestic system. Yeah. So we have food. And, and you've got this buffoon, Biden, and even Kamala Harris at the, you know, at supposedly at the helm. And he's the dog. He's he's the pathetic, buffoon, babbling, addled, brain-damaged, child-molesting, deviant, devil dog. That's sub. I mean, he's a like you said, a meat puppet, um, controlled obviously by his higher ups. But it is. It's. It's. That's another way they're demoralizing America, yeah, um, with this joke quote president at the, at the supposed helm. Infrastructure sabotage, energy sabotage. We've had refineries blow up. We had the whole natural gas export facility. I think. Uh, in the Gulf Coast is only back online after it was blown up like a year ago. The Philadelphia refinery blew up and got shut down. I mean, there's a lot of things catching on fire all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you say? Every about? day. I mean, every day we see something, two, three things around the world, but we see a lot. Today in Mexico, here. I just showed it to you Today in the green in Mexico, room. Right. What, what's burning up there? An oil uh, facility. We'll order a more of their order out of chaos. We're going to get into a whole report on that next. And you know, where we can give you specific examples of this being carried out. America seems to be the main target, but it is going on to a certain extent around the world. So somebody's going around setting things on fire. There's a sabotage operation. This is war. Which is pretty suspicious. We're at war. Yeah. We are at war. And you guys both have had training in how to carry this out as part of the military. Right. For intended targets so you know how and we both spent done. years in wars as well right. i mean and so one of the things let's say you're in the iraq war as an example there's always the level x of criminality the level x of somebody just murdering somebody that sort of thing for whatever reason but at some point you're way above level x you can't sort out everything that happens in a war was this actually in the service of the war were they really just uh, burning this house down because he didn't like his neighbor or you know that sort of thing but you it's clear so, you know when you're talking in the scientific realm you obviously need to follow the evidence as dispassionately as possible but when you get in war there's another king of judgment and that's intuition that's gut instinct right. because you have to be a fighter pilot you have to be inside the OODA loop of your enemy you have to be making judgment calls which may or may not be right but you you don't have time you don't have the luxury of spending 10 or 12 years figuring things out well that's that's exactly okay so it, it, this goes on to the 44 minute mark but I, I wanted you just to hear kind of that's a, a di another different perspective on you know this whole mess that we're dealing with there and um, just kind of interesting there um, now on a related note list of 103 and this is just US food manufacturing facilities destroyed since Biden has been in office while 30, 135 million people faced acute food insecurity before the COVID-19 pandemic, that number has more than doubled to 276 million. Well, I mean, there's only 330 million in the country. So they're saying that 276 million people face food insecurity? I mean, you know, Taylor talks to some of her friends and the way they live and, and even if you know they're christians 
I am convinced just from getting feedback from her that it's just the absolute normal to overextend yourself, to be in debt up to your eyeballs, to be on multiple medications. Um, it's just the norm, no matter if you're young or, or old. I mean, more than likely if you're older. So many people are 100% addicted to those vape pens which are just pure death. I've done whole teachings on vaping, cigarettes, um, you know, nicotine, just key in keyword search box, anything you're looking for. I mean, those are total death. The, the, the chemicals in there, they're, they're not even listing them on there. Um, and how they blow money in they're in total debt up to their eyeballs and they continue to just go and blow money and I, I think um, there's a guy named Dave Dave Ramsey who's real good. I don't know about his theology, but he's super good. People that, Christians that tend to listen to him tend to really start getting their financial house in order. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. And I mean, the, the stuff she says they just uh, eat. I mean, they're doing nothing so many of just like people she knows, co-workers, some of her friends, it's like, it's just like they're trying to die as soon as possible. You know, it's just like they're, they're trying to get to an early grave as soon as physically possible. They're eating total garbage, um, doing, having not good habits like the vaping maybe too much drinking multiple medications taking the covid kill shots i mean doing no detox eating like garbage doing no exercise as well i mean i would have been dead a long time ago had i lived the way the standard american seems to have adopted I would have been dead. I can't get away with what I just described. I can't do it. <laughs> I am not. I'm probably right now in, mm, praise God, the best shape I've been in in years. I'm not doing the heavy, heavy lifting anymore. I'm doing more high-intensity cardio or moderate cardio for extended periods of time. Body weight stuff things of that nature. But I'm doing stuff now I don't know if I've ever done. Um, I'm in around the two, 225 to 230 range, um, which is my lowest body weight I've been at for a long time. Um, and I am eating cleaner now than I have ever. And I feel like I don't have a choice. I feel like they're trying to kill us in so many different ways. And God gave me this body, and because he gave it to me, it's my responsibility to take care of it. Now, the thing is, with the 5G, with the chemtrails, with the GMOs, with the fluoride and the chlorine, and the you've got to go out of your way to really try to take care of yourself. And most people are doing nothing, like zero. I'm convinced on this end. Now, I'm not like talking to my listeners. I'm just saying in general, people in the main. It seems to me are doing this. Um, 
I mean, I just, <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to really wrap my head around how people are even surviving. And now we have this dioxin thing that's going to be devastating. Um, the already very sickly population of America. I mean, obviously, certain places way more than others. Uh, all I'm saying is that we're body, soul, and spirit. And if our weak link is our body, well, that's where Satan is going to attack. Because you can want to be as on fire for God as possible. But if if your body's the weak link in the chain, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Um, when I get up now, I'm doing... Um, I don't know if I have enough time to get into this. I'm doing, uh, oh, about a half a lemon um, in like hot to warm water. Squeeze it in there. Put the whole lemon in there. Uh, let that soak with a tablespoon of Bragg's organic apple cider vinegar. Uh, heaping teaspoon of honey. Two packets of organic stevia. Tastes great. Tastes wonderful. I mean, for a lot of people, though, they would be, ooh, this is gross. Well, it's probably those types of people are, their taste buds are so spoiled. And they're so not used to good, any kind of good quality food. Yeah. But you know what? You can do it. And I'm I, again, I'm not coming down on my listeners. I'm just saying this is something anybody can kind of do. It's not going to break the bank. Um, I would do it with purified water. It's a great, one of the greatest ways to start off your day has all kind of health benefits. Tablespoon of Bragg's apple cider organic vinegar, shake it up so you get what they call the mother in there, and a half a lemon squeezed in there with, um, I mean, the whole thing about apple cider vinegar and honey, it goes all the way back hundreds of years. There's a book called Vermont Folk Medicine that just gets into that one thing and how it was a, one of those cure-all type of things that, that has been done in the New England states for a very long time. It's a really good read, Vermont Folk Medicine. Um, and then I have a series of other drinks I do. Um, three other ones I do. And honestly, it's not that big of a deal when you get into the habit of it. What ends up happening is you don't end up eating as much food either. I do a shake typically toward the evening where I put... I mean, I've got, I've got all kind of stuff in there. I've got um, collagen and, and um, uh, like wheatgrass and acacia berry and a banana and um, I'm trying to think of all the stuff. I'm in chia seeds, um, some coconut oil, coconut flakes. It's all organic um, with a big old handful of spinach i get nutribullet nutribullet's the way to if you want to get your vegetables and fruits in in one sitting i'm not saying it's always ideal but you can get a ton in with a large nutribullet and you're getting all you're not juicing it you're getting all the fiber that god put in there so you're not going to spike blood sugar big old handful of um spinach with banana maybe some strawberries um a carrot I peel it, like I do a little peeler on the carrot, organic carrots. These are not expensive things. The, the, even the organic spinach is not really that expensive. 
Um, what else do I put in there? Um, celery, organic celery. And it's really good. You do three packets of organic stevia. Um, I'm thinking what else I put in there to to kind of sweeten it. Oh, well, the, the banana and the strawberries are, are a, definitely a sweetening factor. You can use apples. I mean, it's so good for regulating bowel function. I mean, you're getting so much roughage. You're getting so much of the good greens that your body, that your liver and gallbladder need in order to detox properly. Um, and you can get it all in in one shake. And you don't have to drink it all at once. You can like space it out and drink drink. So it's very filling because of the coconut oil. If you're doing organic coconut oil. I buy buy that like the gallon little pails. That's the best way to do it. Um, and um, that, man, you will feel so good. Now, you may detox a little bit at the beginning, but man, you get in the habit of doing that. Ooh, just that and the apple cider vinegar drink. If you just do those two things, I mean, and then just start adding it, even if it's just some walking. If you can't do it, just do maybe a recumbent bike. Buy a recumbent bike, like one where you're sitting, or an elliptical. Um, Something where there's, and you say, I can't, my joints can't handle it. Well, it can handle a recumbent bike. Most people can because there's no force. Ellipticals are kind of a notch up, but it's it's softer on the joints. Um, if you just start implementing these things and you start getting your cardio up and you start doing just those few things I just said, okay? And yeah, the drink's kind of a little bit of a pain to make it. It's only like once a day. It's almost, it's definitely like a meal replacement and you're going to feel so good doing that. And, and these are ingredients that aren't going to break the bank. Spinach, you're going to get a, whole lot of that organic spinach and it's not going to break the bank organic carrots whole organic carrots are not that expensive oh i also do organic parsley and you can't even taste it once you get it all all kind of oh i also use boca boca sugar it's not a real sugar it's like a very very low calorie sugar like a heaping teaspoon of that hardly has any calories it's it's good for you, you can get like organic boca sugar you do that with three packets of stevia and all the the fruits in there i described the strawberries and the banana you can use frozen strawberries frozen uh, blueberries it is so incredibly good for you you're getting your vegetables you're getting your fruits you're getting your super fruits you're getting i mean it's just like a multivitamin drink it's so good for your immune system and if you do like a quarter to a half of a lemon in that you're getting the limoline on the peel and you can actually you can't do this with an orange but with a lemon you can do a um some people say do a whole lemon i, I think that would make the shake taste too bitter but a quarter to a half a lemon in a large nutribullet um that is so good for you it's, you're getting all this vitamin c in the lemon and you're getting all these other health benefits in what they call the pith of the lemon which is the white part the seeds are super good for you the pulp and then the outer layer the limely i would wash all the vegetables in like a good coconut based soap like cal ben has like i do i use those little foamer things that makes it foamy and yeah, it's a little bit of a pain to make it, but once a day, but I'm telling you, the benefits are huge. And you're and it's basically like you're going to be doing detox every single day. But it's not a detox where you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel good from doing what I just told you to do. And none of what I described, I'm not saying it's super mega cheap, but none of none of what I described. I mean, compared to going out and getting a 
designer coffee or whatever or, or lunch nowadays you go out and get you know a sandwich it's like 20 bucks or whatever it none of it compares to that you're still gonna save money so anyway that's what i've been doing lately and um it, it is it is the real deal anyway i, I got to get through this or i'm gonna totally run out of time list of 103 u.s food manufacturers destroyed under the biden administration so while 135 million people faced acute food insecurity in 2000 before COVID-19, the number has more than doubled to 276 million over the last two years. And you're going to get more done. If you do what I tell you to do, you're going to have better energy. You're going to get more done. And try to get to bed at a reasonable hour, too. That's another huge one. And sleep in as dark of a room as possible with, with as much electrical stuff away from you. And if possible, not being bathed in Wi-Fi. Um, I know these things are not all doable for a lot of people. I'm just trying to give you as many little tips as I can off the top of my head. Um, regarding this article, although there are now more than a hundred food processing plants that have been destroyed across the country, the U S department of agriculture has repeatedly denied any disruptions. Yeah. I've talked about this. I mean, this whole subject, this denial comes despite the fact that 135 million people faced acute food insecurity. I already repeated that. The number's more than doubled in the last two years. It's also despite the UN World Food Program uh, chief economist Arif Hassan saying of food shortages around the world, quote, it's the story that keeps getting from bad to worse. When the food World Food Program is setting records, that's not a good thing for the world. Well, they're, they're creating it all by design on purpose, though. They're creating this. And then they're telling us how bad it is. In fact, one AP News release reported that tens of millions of Americans are already feeling the shortages and price hikes. And that these alarming trends are expecting to continue and worsen in 2023. Uh, then, the courts recently reported how a recent survey from the U.S. Food Industry Association or trade organization that represents the food retailers and wholesalers found that 70% of retailers said that supply chain dis disruptions negatively are impacting their businesses. I I've felt supply chain disruptions with my product line over and over again. Um, that That is up 42% just from the year before. The Department of Agriculture holds its position notwithstanding uh, Joe Biden's warnings of future food shortages. Now, there's an interactive map of each, uh, the location of each facility that has been destroyed here, and there's a link there. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I give you the link. On re on related reports, this will come out on my next newsletter, which I'm probably going to do a newsletter next week, and not do a study because I'm doing a three part today, and normally I'll I'll skip a week and do a newsletter, and then I'll get back to the audios. I mean, unless there's some you know, super big emergency. Um, here's here's some related reports, though. The war on cash is here. These are just ports you can click on. Then 92% of Americans can't afford groceries. Yeah, I guess well, that would coincide with what we just read. 92% of Americans can't afford groceries. Wow. Then rental market apocalypse. America is facing the worst housing crisis ever. Millions on welfare and food stamps. Um, that's another report. Moons on welfare and food stamps. Then gas bill, $900. Eggs cost more than beef when you can find them 
and the new food shortages worsen. The White House says Biden economic plan is working. Um, and then a comment read that it's working on destroying the U.S. economy, middle class farmers, and the freedom of liberty. Yeah, it's it's working good for Satan, you know. It's working flawlessly. Uh, then, home sales sink for 12th straight month as mortgage rates remain stubbornly high. Existing sales across the U.S. fell a whopping 36.9% in January from a year ago. The last thing is um, this report, bicarbonate of soda, baking soda. Here's another very cheap remedy. Now, I advise if you do this, um, especially if you take this internally. Now, they're going to talk a lot about doing this like for the environment. That's fine. But if you, if you want to do this internally, I would get a food food grade type number one arm and hammers are a very wicked company i mentioned that not too long ago um very very old illuminati type company but i would either get i i would say if you're going to do this stuff internally which i do uh that's another thing i do uh, like a teaspoon of um like a food grade baking soda with um some uh cranberry powder for the taste I hit, I hit the tongue with the cranberry powder, like a half a teaspoon, and then I do like a teaspoon of the baking soda, the like the food grade baking soda, and chase that down with about mm, at least six to eight ounces of water. And that really gets the kidneys, the kidneys like that. It's very, very beneficial for you, and we're going to discuss that here as well. Um, bicarbonate of sodium, a.k.a. sodium bicarbonate, or baking soda, is a simple low-cost substance that is useful remedy for a variety of ailments and chronic diseases. Discovered in 1840, baking soda was, which is not to be confused with baking powder, is a proven treatment for flus and colds. And recently, this amazing substance has been the spotlight as some doctors use it to treat cancer patients. Super good for the kidneys too, like I said. Sodium bicarbonate is added to contaminated soil, sediments, and sludge matrices containing hazardous chlorinated organics. Well, that's what the the polyvinyl chloride or the vinyl chloride has that chlorine component and when you burn it you're burning the chlorine and that's what creates the dioxins okay so it's super good if you put it in the contaminated soils or wherever you have the contamination of the dioxins um or sludge sludge matrices containing hazardous chlorinated organics including polychlorinated biphenols PCBs or polychlorinated dioxins and furans. So useful and strong is sodium bicarbonate that the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico researcher Don York has been using baking soda to clean contaminated soil samples with uranium. Uh, he has found that sodium bicarbonate binds with uranium. I mean, we're talking nasty stuff there, uranium, radioactive, separating it from the dirt. York was able to remove as much as 92% of the uranium from just from contaminated soil samples, just with the baking soda. That's amazing. They should be, you know, granted, they're not going to use it in Ohio because what is happening there or in, and in into Pennsylvania and elsewhere in the waterways, what's happening there, they want to happen. But I don't know if a person at a property there 
and they wanted to try to decontaminate their soil, what I'm thinking you could do is just get, you know, like they have the seed spreaders. Now, I understand those are those are for seed, and I'm not 100% sure how the um, it would work with sodium bicarbonate, but I imagine you could make it work. And you just, you don't have to get food grade. You could get, you know, buy it by the bag, buy it in bulk, and um, dump it in there and hit your whole lawn with it, I would imagine. I imagine that would be a really good thing to potentially do. I mean, don't go nuts with it, but you're going to decontaminate your soil. You know, there's probably all kind of applications and ways you could use it. I'm just thinking out out loud here. Military manual suggests that doses or infusions of the um, sodium bicarbonate to help alkalize the urine if uranium contaminates the kidneys. It's a, it's a, it really alkalizes the body. Okay. This makes the urinal ion less kidney toxic and promotes the excretion of non-toxic uranium carbonate complexes. If you do it with like the cranberry powder, like I described, or if you, even if you do it just plain in water, which it tastes horrible that way, um, you will notice it really wakes up the kidneys. It really wakes up the kidneys. I mean, you will be going number one a lot, especially if you're drinking a lot of water. That's another thing you should be doing throughout the day is drinking a lot of purified water. One of the best things you can do is just that too. Um, if you couldn't afford any of the stuff I have, I, I said, just do that. <laughs> And get try to get some exercise. I mean, at least do something to try to start moving yourself in a better direction. I mean, maybe you're already doing a lot of this. Stuff. Maybe you're doing more than that, you know. Baking soda is the ultimate heavyweight workhouse medicine that every healthcare professional and parent should be using to diminish toxic poisoning from the Ohio disaster. Okay. Now, I didn't get into this last week. Last week, I got into a lot of the well, the detoxes that you could potentially do, the indol three carbonol, which I would, which converts to dim in the body, and I have the bio detox packs from Biotics, and I also have the dim. That's probably a really super good one to one month cleanse you can do. It's whole body cleanse. It's hitting like every system of the body, and it's like one stop shopping. I would do both ideally, or just at least do the bio detox packs. And I have those at a really good price. But anyway, um, sodium, and I also have the dim. Uh, sodium bicarbonate can safely remove paint, grease, oil, smoke residue, uh, decreasing workers' exposure to harsh chemicals and eliminating much of the hazardous waste associated with other cleaners. Sodium bicarbonate is able to clean in areas where other substances pose fire hazards because baking soda is a natural fire extinguisher. Um, says Kenneth Colbert, a general manager for Arm & Hammer. This is the reason it's used by oncology centers to control chemo agent spills because chemo is total poison. So they use it to control chemo agent spills because it's so hazardous. But it's fine for them to pump it into your body when you're in a weakened state when you have cancer. That's fine. Um, and it's used intravenously to protect patients from the hazardous toxicity of chemotherapy. So they put it in there with the chemotherapy to buffer the chemotherapy because it's so horrific. The chemotherapy is so horrific. Sodium bicarbonate, I also heard it's one of the main things they use in dialysis as a way to keep you alive. Sodium bicarbonate is effective in treating poisonings or overdoses from many chemicals and pharmaceutical drugs by negating their cardiotoxic and neurotoxic effects. Bicarbonate deficiencies spell big trouble for human physiology when the vascular systems begin to deteriorate as less, oxygens are, less oxygen is delivered to the cells. Bicarbonate deficiency 
deficiency is synonymous with carbon dioxide deficiencies, which occur in everyone who do, who does not exercise and breathes too fast like most people do these days. Well, it's because they're so out of shape and you tend to get this, you can get a deficiency of this bicarbonate. Bicarbonate is the wonderful medicine uh, because it turns into, um, it says it turns into carbon dioxide in the stomach, which, which drives bicarbonates into the blood. Now, the person writing this article has two books where he wrote on this exact subject that I'm going to give you the thing for. In 1925, Arm and Hammer published a book, uh, A Friend in Need, which says, now this is 1925, this is a long time ago, which says that in the last few years, bicarbonate of soda has been coming into its own, and today it occupies a prominent place in every physician's armamentarium. Armamentarium. Like armament things. It will not put the doctors out of business, but it will provide the means of helping thousands to prevent and get relief from certain illnesses by this harmless but helpful remedy. One can nebulize the sodium bicarbonate with glutathione because together they will help the body through the trauma of chemical exposure. So if, you, if you've been breathing in these dioxins, you can nebulize, and there's a link, I think, on how to do that, well, no, there's a link to their recommended glutathione. I would just, you know, go to go to YouTube and find out how to do it. There's probably a how-to video. But you can nebulize. Now, I don't think the silver is going to help you that much with chemical because silver is only going to work on bacterial, fungal, viral things, maybe a little bit parasitic. But you need to detox from dioxins. And this sounds like like a lung detox you could, you could protect. Now, I've got a couple really good products for, that would help you detox the lungs. One from Biotics and one from MBI. They're excellent, both of them. Um, they're like broad spectrum products for the lungs, uh, which I'm sure would help you detox from the lungs. This would be a little more direct way of doing it with the nebulizer. Uh, John Doliard says that POPs, dioxins, and other environmental toxins such as pesticides, preservatives, heavy metals, and industrial toxicants are all fat-soluble. Or lipophilic studies on Ayurvedic detoxification with ghee now ghee is a special kind of like butter type substance you you can get it um some help some grocery stores in like maybe the health section uh even though it's like a butter like product it's usually sold at room temperature so you're not going to find it in the refrigerated section anyway um they they suggest that ghee Studies on Ayurvedic detoxification with ghee suggest that these fat-soluble toxins can be removed from the fat cells using a lipophilic-mediated detoxification procedure. This is where a healthy fat like ghee is used to pull out unhealthy fats or other toxins. So in, just, in other words, one other thing you could do to internally get it out of your fat cells is just to eat ghee, which you know you could replace butter with it doesn't have a bad taste it tastes a lot like butter i don't i haven't done any lately but i have done it before so that's another thing you can do to detox so you could do your sodium bicarbonate you know like i described you go up on the internet and see what you're comfortable as far as dosage goes you could do bio detox packs with dim like i described last week you could do indo 3 carbonyl you could do the broccoli sprouts like like um Mike Adams suggested grow your own broccoli sprouts. 
You could do a lot of broccoli and or cauliflower, cruciferous vegetables. Um, and you could do the ghee. These are like, I just described like five different ways you could detox the dioxins out of the body. And that's not even including the, the nebulizer thing. Now he's got two books. One is Sodium Bicarbonate, Nature's First Unique Aid Remedy, First Aid Remedy, Dr. Mark Circus. It's not spelled circus like you think it's S-I-R-C-U-S. And then another one he wrote called Sodium Bicarbonate, Rich Man's Poor Man's Cancer Treatment. Oh, that's more the cancer treatment. I think if you're going to get one book, get the Sodium Bicarbonate Nature's Unique First Aid Remedy by Mark Circus. Um, and this is a referenced article I just gave you. I give you the link here and uh, to his website. And that, that other stuff, if you want to avail yourself to more there. Because, I mean, that, there's there's a really low economical, cheap way that you can treat your your environment around you if you have a yard or something. Um, and the people, you know, obviously yourself. So that's all I have for today. And God willing, uh, we will see you in the next study. Thank you.